Well, it's a real pleasure for us to have uh, Pastor Gary Hurrigan with us. Um, Gary is an, on the executive of the International Network of Churches. He is also an executive director of High Pursuits, an organisation dedicated to helping organisations fill their purpose. You know, Gary's been in the ministry for 30 years. He's done everything, I think. Uh, and his experience as a senior pastor, a ministry trainer, Bible college lecturer, church health consultant, trainer and coach. He does all of that. And Gary has a passion to see the Great Commission fulfilled and is committed to seeing churches, leaders flourish. That, that's a passion of his heart. And I uh, heard about it all last night and that's what he wants to do. And uh, it's a real privilege for us to have him here today. So give him a warm welcome as he comes. Queensland, right? I, I saw that men's night ad up there go up, you know. I thought, geez, what have they done to my complexion in that photo? I think, my goodness. I even had hair. I once did have hair. So good to be back in Adelaide, sunny Adelaide. My goodness. I left 25 degrees of sunshine for this. So good to be with you and uh, really appreciate the opportunity. I was saying to Joseph at dinner last night, one of the uh, joys of my life. Like, you look at, listen to the bio I found sound famous. Just ask my kids what I'm really like, they'll tell you, or my grandkids. But one of the great privileges I have is to just get around the, mainly this country, some others, and just meet awesome people like you, hey. To see the work of God, what He's doing in people's lives, in churches that are making a difference in cities. How many know we need to make a difference in our world today? I mean, the world would seemingly be going in the wrong way, wouldn't it? You and I, commissioned by God to have the answer to the woes of this world. And this answer is the one we've been singing about this morning, speaking Jesus. One of these years, I might even, if they ever invite me back, I might bring my wife so that she can really know that I am working when I'm away. So good. Hey, uh, it's Pentecost Sunday. How many knew that? How many don't even know what that is? It's a Pentecostal church, isn't it? Good. Pentecost Sunday. I want to share a little bit about that this morning. Pentecost Sunday or the day of Pentecost gives me great hope. God took a few fishermen and the like who were scared to death filled them with His Holy Spirit and set them loose on the planet. How many know if He can do it for them, He can do it for us? You're a bit quiet this morning. If He can do it for them, He can do it for us. If He can take Peter. I mean, I love the, the story of the day of Pentecost. If you read the book of Acts chapter 1, I would like to think that if it was this day, the Bible would say, Pastor Joseph and Pastor Gary were in the upper room praying full of faith, full of, full of courage, full of boldness. That's not what it says. It says they were in the upper room scared to death. Jesus had left. He had died, gone to the cross. They were getting persecuted and they didn't know what to do when all of a sudden God came with His Holy Spirit and He took a bunch of fearful fishermen and the like. 
and turned the world upside down. You don't think he could do it again? Think he could take a few fearful or gold coasters? Hey, you got the state origin here this week. Man, the real game. I'm getting real trouble here. Man, I went out last night with David, otherwise known as Cardi. And uh, he's all, he's, he didn't even talk to me all night. He talked to the owner of the restaurant about some mob called the Crows. I've got no what what he was talking about. Oh, help me, Jesus. In the book of John, every gospel, the four accounts of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, each give us a commission in one form or another. They, they, they give us the commission that Jesus left with us to go and, and, and tell the world about Him. Don't you love that song this morning, I Speak Jesus? I've made a request here. We're going to do that again before I'm off here this morning. Lunch is at two, isn't it? Right. So we're... we're every one of the, the Gospels commissions us as followers of Christ to go and share Christ with other people. I want to just take a look at one of those this morning in the book of John. It's the shortest one, actually. And Jesus says this in the book of John 20, verse 21. He said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father sent me, I send you. Once again, if you had a look when Jesus has said this, uh, it's really interesting to me. The first thing he says is peace to you. I wonder why he said peace to you. He's risen from the dead. And again, the disciples are, are cowering. They are hiding. They are, they are getting together somewhere praying. And Jesus sort of walks through the wall. He's risen from the dead and he just appears to them. You think you'd be excited about that. But just think of the last time they saw Jesus. The last time they saw Jesus, they failed him miserably. He went to the cross. Peter denies him. Everybody scatters. They're all scared and they fail him. And how would you feel having done that and Jesus appears to you? I mean, I'm not sure I'd be happy to see him really. I'd be thinking, what's he going to do? Is he going to remember? First thing he says is peace. And then he says, as the Father sent me, I send you. On this day of Pentecost, I want to talk about a simple word in that passage. And it is the word as. I looked it up in the Greek. It means as. <laughs> I looked it up in Italian for you lot. It means as. It means in the same manner. It means exactly in the same way that God sent, the Father sent Jesus, he sent them and by extension us. How many know we are a sent people? We are a people that are sent to deliver the world from sin into the freedom that Christ himself brings. We are sent in the same manner. Let's think for a minute or two then about the word as. As the Father, how did the Father send Jesus, you know what I often think about the story of the gospel? It is either a silly fable or it's the power of God. 
How's this? Here's the story. God wrapped himself up in a baby. Grew up 30 years, died on a cross, went to heaven, and I'm saved. That's a nice story, isn't it? It's a nice story. Or it's the power of God. I'm prepared to rest my eternity on the truth of that story. There is power in that story. But here's the thing. Jesus, God somehow, the mystery, the mystery of the kingdom, the mystery of the good news is that somehow God, the creator of everything, incarnates himself into a human being and brings a message of peace and joy and blessing and salvation to the world through the power of God in him. Who's with me this morning? In him. Jesus left his godly attributes. It's a theological truth. He left his godly attributes in heaven and he became a man. He was fully God, but he was fully man. And somehow the power of heaven resided in Christ to do all he did. Could it be true? That God's done the same with you and I. That in the same way on the day of Pentecost, that he incarnated, he resided in the person of Jesus, his son. He also resides in you. Two or three of us believe that. I mean, here's the truth. If I really believe that, I'd live a lot different. I mean, I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to anybody here today. If I really believed that the same spirit which raised Christ from the dead on the day of Pentecost filled this Queenslander, this rugby union nut, this person that's 30-something now, if that same God that filled Jesus could fill me, I wonder if I would, I would be convinced that there's a power of heaven that's backing me everywhere I go. I wonder today, I got, a, I got something with me. Yeah, yeah, clap him. I got this thing, I bought it. I haven't got enough for everybody. I stole it from a church I was ministering in the other week, actually, because it smells really good. It's oil. But we all know what oil represents, don't we? The power of God, presence of God in our lives. I would... I, my heart is, even though it's a little bowl, I want to smear you with oil this morning again. I want to refresh you in the knowledge of the anointing of God that's on your life. The same anointing that was on the life of Christ is on you and me. And I was just in the front row here worshipping, rubbing this in my hands, saying the same spirit. Pentecost, because of Pentecost, Christ in all his fullness lives in me I want to I have I have a yeah a passion to help churches okay but I got more of a passion to see the world come to Christ I help churches because churches help people come to Christ that's what we want to do but 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 we you know something all of my reasoning has never brought anyone to Christ it's the power of God that brings people to Christ he wants to and it's not some preacher on a platform that God just wants to use it's you and I empowered with the presence of God everywhere we go I want to anoint you this morning to do certain things Jesus said this he says he said to them in Luke 10 2 
He said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Laborers, but not ill-equipped laborers. Laborers that understand the power of God is with them. Here's the, a, a verse that you've known forever and a day. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him, in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Hey, you know, sometimes in my upbringing, and I won't say where I got up, I actually thought that that Jesus came into the world to condemn me because, you know, I was told that I was bad and I was told I had to keep all these commandments and do all these things and I'd never make it. How many know that Jesus didn't come for that reason? He come that I might be saved. He didn't come to condemn me. He came with the power of God to set me free. He came with the power of God to see heaven come to earth. God, oh man, we talk so much in the Pentecostal church about power. I love power. But I want to focus on this morning, what I want to focus on is why do we have power? So we look good? So we're powerful? No, God has given us power because he wants to set people free. He wants people at liberty. He wants people, he wants heaven populated and there's going to need power to do that. Who's with me this morning? I want to look at a, uh, it's a bit of a different way maybe of, of looking at the day of Pentecost, but I just really felt in my spirit that God was speaking to me about this in Luke chapter four. Everybody say as. I want you leaving here this morning convinced a little bit more that the power of God is on you and in you. It's not, well, let me say this correctly. It's not on Life Christian Centre, although it is. It's on us in Life Christian Centre. The power of God is in us. We all know it. It's us. It's ours. We, 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 can, we can access the power of heaven. Jesus says, or it says, sorry, in the book of Luke chapter 4. Jesus is about to commence. He's, he's been baptised. He's about to commence his, his, his earthly ministry. He's gone into the desert for 40 days. He's fasted. He's been persecuted. He's all this. And he comes back into the synagogue. And he came to Nazareth in verse 16. When he, when he, when he, when he sorry, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, the eyes of all uh, in the synagogue were fixed upon him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I want you to catch, I'm going to look at that a little bit more deeply in a minute or two, but I, I want you to catch the purpose of the anointing on Jesus' life. How many know he was anointed? 
more than anyone's ever been. He stands up boldly in the synagogue and he announces that the day of Pentecost really has come upon his life. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon his life to do certain things. Remember the word as? Maybe the anointing of the Holy Spirit is on our life to do the same as. Maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm not sharing this message so we can build a bigger church, although that'll be the result. I believe the purpose of the church, the purpose of the Spirit in the church is to bring the anointing of Christ to the hurting, desperate world that we live in today. Jesus stood up and he didn't say, I've been anointed to be the king of everybody and tell everybody what to do, or I've been anointed to rule over everybody. He said, I've been anointed for people. You and I as anointed. Remember Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, you will receive a little bit of power. You will receive It's been it's a bit dreary today. You will receive how much? You will receive (laughs) when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is not to speak in tongues, although I believe that. Purpose of the Holy Spirit is for us to be anointed witnesses of Jesus Christ. As the Father sent Him, He has now sent us. When the Spirit of the Lord, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon us, He anoints us to do what Jesus came to do. When we sing, I'm just going to set you up for this. When we sing this, I speak Jesus again, later in the service. I'm going to believe God that out of your mouths is not just going to come words, it's going to come power. When you speak Jesus over your family, power comes with it. When you speak Jesus over over sickness, power comes with it. When you seek salvation over those that are lost, power comes with it. Church, we've got to get hold of the power of God, the anointing of Jesus again that's on our life for what He was called to do. And I guess I get excited about it because I see the possibilities, but I'm also challenged that, 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 that I just go through my life. I'm like a super Christian on Sundays. And then I go through life Monday to Saturday and I just do life as normal. There is nothing normal. Paul, Paul tells us that as Christians, we're not normal. We're not carnal. We're something else. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what Jesus came to do. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's a really nice message. No, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Some of you aren't convinced. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and my speech, Paul says, and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, 
but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Listen to this, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. We can put our faith today in the power of God because of the anointing that was on Jesus has now been transferred to an anointing that is on us. Anointed to do what? I'm really watching the clock so I don't get in trouble off Pastor Joseph. I've already been told there's a trap door up here somewhere. I'm just, I'm just really concerned, you know. Have a look. at. Let's just open it up a little bit. What's the purpose of the anointing? Man, I want to set life, Christian church. I want to set it alive on, on Adelaide, on South Australia. And if you fill that up, come to Queensland because we need it up there as well. To preach the gospel. To the poor. The words literally mean to announce good news. How many think the world's looking for some good news? I mean, whether they're Christian or not, the world is looking for some good news out there. I've got to, I've got to challenge myself when I read things like this. Is, is the good news still good news to me? Have I settled down thinking I'm okay now that I'm in the church? Or do, do I believe that, 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 that the message of the gospel is good news to me every single day? Every day I need good news in my life. Every day I need the blood of Jesus in my life. Every day I need to be set free from myself. I mean, what's the time? It's 11.08. Believe it or not, I've probably done things wrong already today. I need the gospel. I need good news. You know, one of the ways to keep this alive is to understand that we need good news every day ourselves. But to, it says to preach or to proclaim or to declare the power of salvation to the poor. That's not just the poor with no money. That's the poor in spirit. That's the ones who've been robbed by the ways of the world. That's the ones who are downtrodden and downcast. Would we have to look far outside of our church doors to find downtrodden people? We don't have to look anywhere. And yet Jesus says, we're anointed to bring good news. My goodness, we think the anointing is for platforms the anointing is to bring good news for people. When you speak, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. When you, when you dare to speak good news to people, if you're anything like me, you think, well, did that do any good? You ever thought that? Anybody listening? I used to think, oh, geez, don't know if I'll do that again. I now believe when I speak the message of Jesus Christ to anybody, the power of heaven backs me. My words don't have to make sense. I don't have to be eloquent if you listen to Paul. When I tell somebody, not throw the Bible down their throat, when I proclaim that there is better news for any individual, the power of heaven backs me. I'm able to go because it's not my great eloquent words that are going to set anybody free. It's the power of the message. The power of the, of, of the Holy Spirit is wrapped up in the message. And sometimes I fumble and I foible and I'm not very eloquent, but I still believe the power of heaven's backing me because it's not my words, it's the anointing on the words. I believe the world is looking for good news. 
You sent me to heal broken-hearted people. The word heal means to make whole. The word broken-hearted means those who are crushed completely. It refers to the heart. <laughs> How far do we have to go outside of our doors to see people who have broken relationally? See, children, man, I just, I turn the, ah, I don't like turning the news on anymore. Because you hear of the heartbreak of the world around about us. We need to empathise with the heartbreak, but we need to understand we're anointed to heal it. We can empathise. We can feel what people feel. But we, church, we can't stop there. We've got to understand that we can lay hands on people and see them recover. When broken people, man, I, man, and look, I wish I had this all sewn up. I've got members of my own family that got broken hearts through church. And, has, and I'm singing those songs this morning. I'm speaking Jesus over them. I'm speaking healing over them. I'm speaking destiny over them. And it's yet to come. But I'm believing that the anointing of God is going to heal. And I believe that we are a people as Jesus was that are called to heal the hurts of humanity. I love medicine. I love all the th resources that we've got available to us. But it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's on us to heal a broken world. Proclaim liberty to captives. The word proclaim means to announce. Liberty to captives. This talks, and I'm, I'm just going to go pretty quick here, but liberty to people who are held captive in sin. How many know? We have a lot of opinions about the stupidity of the world, hey? It's not their fault. They're held captive. They're held captive to the wages of sin. Their thought patterns, not thinking redemptively, not thinking the ways of God. They are actually, the, the, the connotation here is they're chained. But I know before I got saved, I was chained to habits of sin. I was chained to the repercussion of my waywardness that took me intentionally. I, I went wayward and I got chained. The fruit of my labour was captivity. But somebody came and announced freedom to me. And it was not their words. It was the power of God that went off in my heart that said, I can leave this behind. I can, maybe this morning, you know exactly what I'm talking about in this place. You know that where you are is a place of captivity. I am here today to announce to you that you can be free of it. You turn to Christ. You ask him to forgive you. Then we are here. I am here today to proclaim freedom and liberty to anybody held bound by sin's chains. 
Recovery of Sight to the Blind. One of the songs we sang, if not all of them this morning, was about this to me. One of the songs was about destiny. Which one was that? I'm terrible, you know. Did you notice Joseph was moving away from me when I was singing this morning? <laughs> terrible, terrible singing. There's a thing. I nearly, I nearly stole this from this church, actually. This, I'm only kidding when I say that. But up, I noticed on the bookshelf up there, there's this little pack that says, How to Sing Better Than Anybody Else. I thought, I need that. Maybe if I just take that. Anyway, I don't think it would help. (laughs) Recovery of sight to the blind. You know, when the Bible talks about sight, it not only talks about physical sight, it talks about vision. It talks about destiny. People that have lost hope for a future. People who have a sense of hopelessness around their the sin, the ways of the world, the, the, the economy, whatever it might be. People have lost hope for a better future. You wouldn't have to go outside the doors too far to find people giving up hope, on a, going through the motions. What are the suicide rates in the world today? More than they've ever been because people have no hope. And you and I, life, are here anointed to proclaim recovery to destiny, recovery to purpose. It doesn't have to be hopeless. You have a future and a hope. And here's the thing, we're anointed for it. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. I might have the musicians if I could, if they're somewhere around. I won't go too much into these last couple. But to, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The connotation here, oppression happens in the mind. How many know in this day and age, anxiety, depression, Diseases of the mind, the pressures of the world, and even in people in ministry who, who I do a lot of work with, they're, 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 they're oppressed in their mind. Pray for them, but don't just ask God to heal them. Believe that you're anointed to break chains of people's minds in Jesus' name. When people, I had a, a son some years ago, he's great now, but bringing up children and and, and, and work pressures, and he's in on anxiety. He's in on anxiety medication. And I was just believe in God, and God's come through and set him free. But we're anointed to see people set free in anything that oppresses them. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He stood up and he said, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You know what the acceptable year of the Lord is? It simply is now. In the fullness of time, Jesus came, lived on earth 30 years, and then started ministry. The Father blessed him, the anointing came upon him. And he said, now, in the fullness of time, I'm anointed to bring good news to a broken world. I'm anointed to heal the hearts of the brokenhearted. I'm anointed to see captives go free. What a saviour. 
the Son of God, creator of the world, comes to earth and all He says He's here to do is to help us. Nothing about Himself. I'm here with the power of heaven to touch the world around about me. What a Saviour. If you don't know Christ today, you might have heard about Him. You might have heard about church. You might have heard good, bad. You might have heard anything. I want to tell you today, Jesus came for one purpose, and that was to defeat the works of the enemy, that you might be free. He loved you. He loves you now. His arms are open to embrace you right now, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, wherever you've been. He loves you now so much that He would come on the authority of heaven and He would give His life that you might be free. That takes the complexity out of religion, doesn't it? You don't have to do anything. You just have to receive. You have to open your heart with faith and say, this God who loved me so much, gave his life that I would be free. And if, as if that wasn't enough, now that I'm free, he's put the same spirit that was in him on me and says, take this as and use this anointing and see other people set free as well. This morning as you're sitting there, I don't know anybody really much here, but I'm going to ask people just if you'd close your eyes just for one minute because I believe there are people here today and you're saying, Gary, if I could only have this freedom, if I could only have my broken heart healed, if I, I, I could only have hope restored for my future, if I could only be free of the habit patterns that, 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 that have brought me into a place of captivity, if I could only have that life church this morning. It comes not in a church, it comes in a name. The name is Jesus. And even for the next minute or so, before we sing, I speak Jesus over your life. I speak freedom over your life. I speak the power of God to set you free right now. If you can sense, if you can sense the Holy Spirit just in your life right now, just just drawing you to Jesus, drawing you to freedom, drawing you away from the oppression, I want you to raise your hand right now. I see people raising their hands right now. They may have done this in the past, they may not. There are people here that says, I need, I, I, I need, I don't need religion. I need freedom. I need power. I need God to touch my life. I wanted to declare to you today, I may be just a man from Queensland, but the authority, the anointing that was upon Jesus is upon every one of us today. And I declare freedom over your life. I declare Jesus over your life. I declare salvation over your life right now. Not just in words, but in power that you may go from this place full of hope, fully healed, fully mended, fully saved. In Jesus' mighty Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Because we speak, we speak Jesus. One more Scripture. Why don't you stand with me this morning? This is the essence 
of Pentecost. Probably not something that most of you didn't already know. But it's not about knowing it, it's about living it. Because I'm convinced there's a world out there. Oh, church, there's a world out there looking for good news. Wow. Paul tells us in the book of Romans, chapter 10, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Not a preacher on a stage, a proclaimer, an announcer, an anointed carrier of the Holy Spirit in my workplace, in my school place, in my play place, in my family place. I need to take the oil. I need to take the as. I need to take it from this place into the world around about us, hurting world. And my God, will you ever feel adequate? Never. Never. Will you ever be confronted with people's hurt and feel that you have the power to to heal it? No, never, because we know ourselves. After our flesh, Paul says, in our humanity. My encouragement today is we don't know ourselves. Paul even tells us this. Don't know yourself after the flesh. Know yourself after the Spirit. After the Spirit. Because the Spirit which was on Jesus is on you. Right now, raise your hands with me, please. Humor me. I just want you to sense this. As I've got this little bottle of oil, it's only symbolic. Symbolic of the power of God. Symbolic of the Spirit of God. But right now in my spirit, man, in my spirit's eye, I'm praying that this anointing would again, or a revelation of this anointing, would again touch every hand that's raised. That your hands are anointed to heal. That your hands are anointed to bring comfort to brokenhearted people. That your hands right now, the oil of God, where you would sense it over your hands right now to bring the healing touch of a mighty, compassionate God into the world around about us. And Father, that every set of lips, every tongue in this place, the anointing of the Holy Spirit would be upon them, not with eloquent words, but with the power of heaven upon their life. That Pentecost, when they speak, heaven speaks. When they bring good news, heaven comes and brings good news. When we proclaim Jesus, devils shake, Things change and people get set free. Let the anointing of your spirit this day of Pentecost touch us again right now. Because we, now as we sing over your world, over the world you're going into tomorrow, start to declare Jesus. Start to declare Him with power. Start to declare Him with conviction. Start to believe God that where you go and speak Jesus this week, the power, the power of heaven backs you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
bit of your name. Oh, just worship God for a minute. Just thank Him. Oh, feel the anointing of God in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just love you, Lord. We 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 do want to speak Jesus everywhere we go, Lord. We want to proclaim your name. Oh, yes, God. We want to proclaim the good news just as you did, Lord. Just as you did, Lord. Father, let us, Lord, have that anointing. Let us acknowledge that anointing that you have put on us, Lord. Father, let us go in power. The dunamis power that you put into us, Lord. And Father, we want to do proclaim good news. We want to set the captives free, Lord. And Father, we want to bind those that are hurting, brokenhearted, Lord. We want to be soothing, be able to heal with the words that we speak, Lord. Give us wisdom, Lord. Give us vision, Lord. Be able to go out into wherever we are, Lord, wherever our workplace, our homes, our neighbourhoods, and be able to speak Jesus to them, Lord. That's our prayer, Lord. We thank you for your word today, that it's touched our hearts, and Lord, we want to go out and do as your word says, Lord. We want to acknowledge you as our Lord and Saviour, and we want to follow you for the rest of our lives, Lord. Use your spirit in us, Lord. Let us acknowledge your anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for today. Have a great week. Be anointed in Jesus. We praise you.